G'day sports fans, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast. Coming at you on a Sunday, hope you're having a great weekend in the lead up to Christmas. Back with another Fast Five today, covering a lot of NBA and NFL stuff with a little bit of AFL news sprinkled in at the end. Be sure to check out sportsbyfry.com for all my latest articles. The piece that I published yesterday looked at the 2020 NBA draft and who is in the box seat to go number one overall. At the moment, there's no one that's really separated themselves from the pack. So make sure you check that out. Another piece that I churned out in the last couple of days was my first take of predicting the 2020 All-Star rosters. So NBA All-Star Week is in February, so we've still got a couple of months and voting's not even open yet. So I'll update them throughout the season as NBA All-Star Weekend gets closer. But I had my first stab in the dark at guessing who could be in this year's All-Star game. First thing I want to discuss on today's Fast Five is a little bit of NFL history. As it stands, heading into week 15, both Tom Brady and Drew Brees are poised to make some pretty significant, reach a pretty significant milestone if they can surpass the great Sheriff Peyton Manning. He currently leads the NFL in all-time touchdown passes with 539 of them. And we could see Brady or Brees, or maybe both, pass Peyton this weekend. Brady has 536 touchdown passes, and he'll get the first chance to break the record going up against the Bengals early on Sunday. Brady's yet to throw four touchdown passes in a game this year. He's thrown three on three separate occasions, but the hapless Bengals could let Tom Brady light them up, and he could jump into top spot and take the record. But I think, at best, Brady will tie Peyton's record, which will probably occur. I mean, the Patriots seem poised to just smoke Cincinnati on the weekend, so that means that Drew Brees on Monday night, just two touchdown passes behind Peyton Manning, should get it done against the Indianapolis Colts. It's going to be tight, maybe they'll both get it, maybe they won't, but make sure you pay attention to Tom Brady and Drew Brees' box scores this weekend. I've already talked about the NBA All-Star teams. The second thing I want to discuss is some blokes who are in line to make the All-Star team for the first time in their careers. As it stands right now, Pascal Siakam and Luka Doncic are pretty much shoe-ins. I think they'll both be starters. I can't really see any way that they don't get in. So moving on from those two quickly, a couple of other blokes out in the West, uh, sorry, in the East, we should see Jason Tatum make a serious push. Boston Celtics have put a pretty good record up win-loss-wise so far. So I think Kemba Walker will be a certain player on that uh, all-star sheet. But Tatum is the next Celtic in line if he can push past Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown. And get the nod, I think two Celtics deserve to be in given their successful start to the year. DeMontis Sabonis is someone who you probably wouldn't expect to be in all-star mix, but he's really helped keep Indiana afloat throughout the start of the year. I think he's third or fourth in average rebounds per game, scoring about 18 points a night. So Sabonis's play has been a big factor for Indiana early, and I think he deserves to get a spot. Maybe not. He might fight for one of those last wildcard spots, but he should be in the mix and is in the mix at the moment with his play. The other couple of guys who could be in line for first-time spots out east, Trey Young and Zach Levine. They have the statistics behind them, but their record does hurt their chances a little bit. And I do wonder if guys like Kyle Lowry, Kyrie Irving will force them out. But Trey Young and Levine are both interesting picks. I would love to see Levine make the team and play for the hosts Chicago. And who wouldn't want to see Zach Levine uh, putting his highlight dunks on display in the All-Star game? Out west, a couple of other dudes that could be first-time inclusions. I've talked about Doncic, but Donovan Mitchell is probably the next best or the next closest one in line. I think Utah has 
in some people's mind, disappointed. I didn't really have a lot of faith of them going into this season, but could be interesting, if, especially if they go on a bit of a run and start to win a few more games. Donovan Mitchell is probably going to get in. Brandon Ingram also deserves consideration. Again, the Pels have sucked to start this year. Part of that has been through a lot of injuries to most of their personnel, including Zion Williamson. But Ingram has put forth a most improved player, Candacy. He's had some unreal games so far this season, averaging around 25, 24 points. So he should be considered. A couple of other dudes who are dark horses that I don't think will make the final team, but it would be awesome if they do. Devontae Graham from the Charlotte Hornets. He's having an unreal breakout second season. And Bam Adebayo of the Miami Heat. I'm a huge Bam Adebayo fan, so I am driving the Bam Adebayo all-star bandwagon train at the moment. But I think those two face a serious climb and a serious task to top some of the other league superstars for a spot in the all-star rosters. Next thing on the agenda, I want to talk about some NFL fantasy news. Most people were struck in one way or another by at least one injury in week 14 with a lot of big names going down. We saw Rashad Penny suffer an ACL injury, Le'Veon Bell and Josh Jacobs were both out. Bell returned on Thursday night, but Jacobs' status is still in the air. Darius Geis went down. Mike Evans hurt his hamstring. Even Adam Vinatieri is out. So there's a lot of NFL fantasy rosters out there that have holes in them. Juju Smith-Schuster's not playing. Evan Ingram, Greg Olson, uh, Gerald Everett hurts the tight end depth chart. So a lot of people are going to be pretty desperate when it comes to finding a couple of players to help field a full lineup on Sunday. If you are desperate and you need to get some help from the waiver wires, I did on Insta, actually on all forms of social media earlier today, put out a post talking about some players who you might want to consider streaming, as in playing just for this week. Leading the pack at quarterback, I was going to side with Baker Mayfield, but he's probably not going to be on the waiver wire in a lot of your leagues, so... I threw my support behind Eli Manning. In probably what will be his last home game for the Giants, he's going up against the Dolphins, so he should light them up and could be someone to consider if you're in desperate need for some help. Josh Jacobs, his status is still up in the air for the Raiders, and if he doesn't play, his backup, DeAndre Washington, should have a great game against the Jaguars. They give up the most yards per carry to opposing running backs, and Washington's shown that he can actually be a bit of a threat in the passing game too, so if Jacobs sits, I think he could be worth the risk. At wide receiver, I pointed out Dami Abandola. His relationship with David Blau, the now third, or the former third stringer, now starter for the Detroit Lions, has helped him see 16 targets in the last few weeks. Hasn't translated to a lot of numbers, but going up against a Bucks defense, there's a chance that Amendola could be in for a field day if a lot of targets come his way, so he's someone to consider. At tight end, Rams player Tyler Higby is the bloke that I suggested. Back-to-back 100 receiving yard games means he's probably not on your waiver wire, but if he is, he is definitely fantasy relevant and has vaulted into contention at the right time of the year. Defenses, I pointed out Seattle, they're owned in 49% of ESPN leagues, so chances are you won't be able to snap them up, but I have faith that they can make life hell for the Carolina Panthers, who continue to free fall after showing some promise in the first half of the year. And finally, from a kicker's standpoint, I pointed out Zane Gonzalez. He's the Cardinals kicker, and I think the Cardinals and the Browns are going to be locked in a shootout contest with a lot of points on display, so that's good news for fantasy kickers. Heading into the weekend, he's currently the 6th ranked kicker, and I tip Gonzalez to at least hit his average of about 8.5 points against Cleveland. 
Fourth topic on today's Fast Five, I want to talk some NBA trade news, mainly focusing on Kevin Love. So as I'm sure a lot of people are aware, December 15th marks the first date that players who signed contracts in the off-season can be traded. So expect a lot of trade rumors and trade movement to amp up in the next couple of weeks and months with the deadline, I think it's late February. It's just after All-Star Weekend, so it'll be about the 20th of February ballpark. So two months till the trade deadline. It's crazy to think there hasn't been an NBA trade since Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook were traded back in July, but... That's the world we live in right now, but expect to see a lot of movement over the next couple of weeks. And I think Kevin Love's name will be the biggest one moved. I don't think there's any other fringe stars or players with a similar pedigree that Love has that will find themselves moved. But his contract does make it pretty tricky. He's got a four-year, $120 million deal still to pay out. So whoever's going to get him, they have to A, first have the salaries to match for a potential deal and B, be willing to pay that hefty price tag for at least the next couple of seasons. But I think for a couple of teams, it's worth the gamble. The Portland Trailblazers are the popular team that keeps getting mentioned in circles. He's been linked to going back. He's from Oregon. He's been linked to going back to the Blazers for a while now. A big three of Lillard, CJ McCollum and Kevin Love won't be getting many defensive stops, but it's a pretty potent group offensively. It would have to probably include Hassan Whiteside in a form of a trade, and the Cavs would probably want a first-round pick or someone like Zach Collins back in the deal. So is it worth it for Portland? Maybe, maybe not, but they definitely need to do something to kind of rejig their roster. They've done that by getting mellow, and I do wonder if now that they have him on their roster and he's performing admirably, I don't think that Kevin Love is a great fit there. There are a few other teams that I want to see make a play for Kevin Love. One of them is the Denver Nuggets. They could probably offer Cleveland some form of straight swap with Paul Millsap. And I know that Paul Millsap is actually a good NBA player and has been very serviceable for the Nugs. But they haven't been clicking on all cylinders offensively. And I feel like if you can get Kevin Love and put him next to the likes of Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, that makes or could be the turning point and help Denver flip their season around. I know that they're not struggling by any means, but they haven't really lit the world on fire like a lot of us, myself included, thought they would have after showing a lot of promise last year and then going on a reasonable playoff push. As it stands right now, the Nuggets only have the 18th ranked offensive efficiency, and they're great defensively. Kevin Lovell obviously hurt them a little bit in that regard, but I think what you gain offensively is what outweighs what you lose defensively by getting love. So that would make the Nuggets a pretty exciting, potent offensive team to watch. The other team that I really want to make a play for Kevin Love, though, is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Get him back, Minnesota. Bring him home. Pair him next to Carl anthony Towns. Andrew Wiggins keeps climbing, and all of a sudden they have a big three, and they're relevant out west. Might not fit their timeline, but I think the T-Wolves would be a great fit for Kevin Love would give him a chance to finish his career with the team that he was drafted by or the organization he first played for because he was technically traded on draft night. But there are a couple of teams in the mix for Kevin Love and he'll be interesting to watch throughout the NBA trade rumor cycle. Fifth and final thing I want to discuss is some AFL news. If you haven't heard by now, there's a couple of new captains that have been appointed. Marcus Bontempelli has been given the lead reins to steer the Bulldogs in 2020. Stephen Cornelio took over the head job from previous co-captains Callan Ward and, what's his name, Phil Davis had a mental plank there from the Giants, so Cogs is going to be the skipper in 2020. 
A little bit more Giants news. Lucky Whitfield also re-signed for a whopping seven years, so you'd assume that Jeremy Cameron will soon follow suit. I think the Giants have Kelly, Cornelio, and Whitfield all locked up now, and I would be surprised if Cameron didn't also put pen to paper on extension sometime before free agency hits next year. Couple of other news bits. I want to talk about Dane Beams, who said he's going to take an indefinite break from the game to focus on his mental health. He took a break earlier in the year, as a lot of people are aware, and Dane Beams' mental health has been a talking point for way too long, so I really hope that Beams does find some clarity and is able to get his mind right, giving a break from the game, and regardless of if he wants to play footy again or when he does return, hopefully he can get his head straight and sort out uh, the demons that he's dealing with. So. Thinking of you, Dana Beams. Last few little teasers. Uh, I've got some fantasy stuff coming up. We saw the last couple of days the traders have released a little bit of fantasy news, talking about who's going to be the most expensive players, a couple of guys who could be bargains on the AFL site, so make sure you check them out. And they're going to ramp up their production in the next couple of weeks and days, and so am I. I'm going to be covering the cash cows again for them in 2020, so... Before I start writing up a lot of stuff on the Dream Team Talk site, I'm going to do a couple of Sports by Fry fantasy pieces. So make sure you check them out. That's all I've got for today's Fast Five. I'm actually working on another AFL piece that you can read probably by the time this podcast goes up, if not later tonight. So make sure you check that out. Again, there's always plenty of Sports by pieces to investigate, so make sure you check out the 2020 draft, things I talked about, the 2020 All-Star rosters, and then this aforementioned AFL piece. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks once again for tuning in. Have a great weekend. Till next time.